0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Bankroll Blitz. I'm super excited. We are almost at the culmination of the NFL season. We have Bobby here at Prop Holiday, and we have an NBA capping legend to give us a fresh perspective. (laughs) Shania, welcome to Bankroll Blitz. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Oh, thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate y'all inviting me to be here.
0: Yeah, no, this is super sick. So Let's go through our plays real quick. I'm, I'm kind of like at the point of football where I'm sad and happy at the same time, uh, knowing that we just have two, three football games left before we have to wait a million months. Um, but I'm super stoked for you, Bobby, that your team beat mine in one of the wildest games. I, I was left with my jaw on the ground, um, but the Rams deserved it. If the Bucks would have came back and won that game, I would have easily said we did not deserve that win. We're probably going to get beat in the Super Bowl, and uh, it is what it is. Nah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped, man. I, I still have <laughs> memories of 2018, the most
2: boring Super Bowl ever with uh, with Jared Goff, and to have Matt Stafford now, it's, it's certainly a different feeling. I can see that yeah. going, going into this game. Win or lose, been an awesome season, but it's tough to beat a team three times in a row. So without saying where I'm leaning, um, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to go right to it. I'm I'm taking the Rams minus three. This is my first uh, spread for two units all season. And you already started to allude to it. Like, if you look at the 49ers, they've had the Rams number all season. And historically, they've been a team who just gets them right. This is a different Rams team that we saw these last two games. It's playoff Rams. And the question that we asked all season was, when is this expensive roster, this roster that you guys put together for this title run, when's it actually going to play to the caliber that they can? Because there so many times throughout the season where there are question marks about Matthew Stafford. There are question marks. If he'll be able to feed the ball to Odell, there are question marks. If Von Miller is a good fit question marks, there's so many question marks. And I think it, a lot of them were a little unfair, you know, it's the NFL. This is a professional football league where Team, any team could be any team on any Sunday. So throughout the season, you know, there's gonna be those lulls. There's gonna be those times when teams just don't look as sharp. And to enter the postseason, the Rams have looked the sharpest, even despite that big comeback from the Tampa Bay Bucks. The last matchup between the two was the Rams game to win anyway. And the 49ers came back for what was that from 14-point deficit to win in overtime. I think this is gonna be a battle of which quarterback and which offensive coordinator can draw up enough to kind of negate the elite pass rush of both teams. Uh, both quarterbacks were, sub, were exactly, combined like six times uh, last game. I think we're going to see a lot of sacks in this game as well, but I'm going to trust Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham. It's just so much more to worry about than having to trust uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I like this, that minus three, because I I, I think this is going to be another game where it's going to be it's going to be a big lead early it's going to be up to the 49ers to hold on. And I think you know there's just so much against them last week uh last week when it comes to momentum. That's not going to happen at home. So I'm back in the four, I'm backing uh, the Rams minus 3 and and I'm not thinking twice about this. I, th- I think this is going to be one of those really really lopsided games. The 49ers have have been kind of like the team of destiny and that gets shut down this week.
2: Yeah. No, you you actually alluded to to a big thing, and it was it was hot starts. And if you look at the Rams over the last three weeks, including the Week 18 loss against San Fran, they jumped out to big leads. They 17 point lead in the first half against San Fran, dominated Arizona from start to finish, and then last week they had a 20 point lead. So, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep the uh, the hot starts going. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, I, will leave, I will leave out which way I'm leaning. It's easy to say. Um, I do think a big difference maker from this game versus the other two this season against San Fran is the presence of Cam Akers. Um, week 18, I think he played uh, – he had five rushes, but he played yeah. 20 or 30 percent of the snaps. It, was, it really wasn't a game. It was his first game back, essentially, yeah. from the Achilles injury. Um, he has shown that he can play 60, 70 percent of the snaps. Obviously, last week he fumbled twice. Um, McVeigh is not Bill Belichick. He's not going to sit you on the bench and and punish you in the sense of not giving you the ball. I think in order for the Rams, if they do get an early lead like we've seen, feed Cam Akers to start churning out those first downs. If Ndamukong Su doesn't rip the ball out uh, in the fourth quarter of, the, of last week, that first down Cam Akers seals the game. So yep. I think what they have to do is get Cam Akers going, get him involved in the passing game and the running game. And if they do build that lead, um churning out first downs on the ground is important no one's been able to do that against San Fran with their great rush defense um but I think Cam Akers is someone who can
1: you know I, I just want to chime in and say that I love the fact that all three of us are on the Rams um <laughs> you are on the Rams prop right
2: I was yeah, gonna say it's is. in the background
1: like it does, it's just a given at that point For
2: those listening there's there's several Rams uh <laughs> members <of the> <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah, definitely. And I just want to say, like, I did I did say Rams money line, but I love the minus three. I do think that this is going to be a game where if the Rams start and have that early lead the way that they had the last game, it's it's a wrap. It's a done deal for the 49ers. If their defense cannot stop it early on, the Rams are just going to they're going to run away with it. Um, I do. From a narrative perspective, now being being an NBA head, that's one thing that I love is the narrative of it. Yeah. And Matthew Stafford taking a look at this, being in his thirteenth year and not having a Super Bowl under his belt, I feel like that's the motivation that he needs. And he's pretty much two games away from being in the Hall of Fame if this happens. So I, I really love the Rams uh in that matchup there too. tell awesome. you.
0: We're all on the same side. Uh yeah. Janaya, I know you have a uh you have a Stafford prop as well that you uh I that you sent over. Explain that to us.
1: Yeah, I have um Stafford for hold on, let me see if I have it. Yeah, Stafford for over twenty three point five completions. Um now he's completed let's see what I have here. He's sixty seven point two percent completion. He has the completion rate there. And he's passed for 4,886 passing yards. Like that blows my mind in the comparison between him and the other quarterbacks that we have coming up in these two games. Um, So I definitely feel that that's within his range and that's in his pocket. And a lot of times with with these quarterbacks and with these teams, you see a different side of them. In playoff season versus regular season, and I think we're going to get that from Stafford.
2: Yeah. if you if you just look at him over the last two games, uh, you know, meeting the playoffs, seventy six percent completion percentage against Arizona, seventy three percent against um, against Tampa last week. I think what's what's really cool is um, if you look at the matchups between San Fran and LA throughout the call it the last four matchups. Yeah, um, they have done Shanahan has done a great job of clogging the middle passing lanes. They only rush four. So what they do is they're able to keep those safeties back and clog the middle of the passing lanes. It's been making it difficult for Stafford. Tying into what I was saying about Cam Akers, if you can get the run game going and they have to bring a safety into that line of scrimmage or an additional linebacker and you take a secondary member off the field, you're going to see Matt Stafford feast. Something he hasn't, hasn't really been able to do against San Fran. Ties into that running game, but 23 and a half is low. He hit this in one of two against San Fran this season, um, and he's been playing extremely efficient football in the playoffs so far. So
0: Makes awesome sense. line with a low number. Yeah, I think that's sweet. Um, you know, watching Matthew Stafford operate over these last two weeks, and especially against last week, it, 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 it's It's playoff Stafford, which is something that we haven't seen. I haven't seen this kind of Matthew Stafford watching, you know, the very few times he had an opportunity to play in the playoffs for Detroit. Right. And I really do. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Uh, so that means I'm going to be rooting for your bet as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it definitely helps that they're playing at home too. Did you get yeah. the home, the hometown advantage, that crowd there, you can't beat that. So,
2: yes. But uh, I mean, staying, staying in this game, it's not for me, it's not all about the Rams. I try to take as much Rams out <laughs> of it as possible um, to show some, some neutrality, and some unbiased, and I actually really like George Kittle in this game. Um, if, we, if you take a look at Kittle's matchups in his career um, against the Rams, um, he's hit this in five straight games. He's hit five receptions in five straight games. I thought this was going to open up at over five and a half. Um, the middle of the field, the weakness for the Rams. Uh, if you look at this team compared to the Week 18 game, Jordan Fuller, their starting safety, he's on IR. They brought in Eric Weddle off the street. I feel like I bring this up every week, but the middle of this field, (laughs) it's for good reason. Last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, six receptions to tight ends. Yes, it was great. It was OJ Howard and Gronk combined, but it's not a coincidence that this is what is. These are the um, positions that are getting attacked in the weakness of this team. Um, I think Jimmy G thrives taking advantage of the middle of the field. He doesn't really do well with the boundaries. So, George Kittle, in a game, you're going to want to get the ball to your playmakers. Obviously, it's Demo Samuel. Elijah Mitchell has played very, very well over the last few weeks um, for this season, really. uh, Surprise rookie. Uh, But George Kittle is someone I expect to get the ball often. Um, And if they do get behind early, let's be honest, this is a great opportunity to get George Kittle involved offensively. Go down two scores. they're still going to keep the run game going, but um, I do think it puts a little more sense of urgency on Kittle. Um, What they haven't done this season uh, is really allocate Jalen Ramsey to take away someone. They've had the ability to say, okay, we're going to take Debo Samuel. We're going to take him out of the game. We're going to take George Kittle. We're going to take him out of the game. We have Jalen Ramsey. They haven't been doing that because of their injuries in the secondary. So I think George Kittle does get some matchups against non-Jalen Ramsey players. That allows him to to really get open and get some targets. So it is a little chalky. It's minus one forty five, but he's hitting five straight against the Rams. and I think he keeps it going. So I'm just trying to get a win out of this. <laughs> over for you can't
1: you can't beat a good trend.
0: <laughs> no, you cannot. Especially if you cannot bet against George Kittle. It's the best thing. Like Jimmy G gets a lot of flack. You know, like I think he started the game out like one for like nine last game, but the conditions are going to be so much better than it is last week. And I think he'll, he'll pull through. Um, well, his number was set pretty high last week. It was like 19 and a half completions in that kind of weather. I would like to see what it would be this time. Cause I, you know, the bulk of them are going to Debo Samuel and George Kittle.
2: Yeah, no, no, that's true. And, um, I mean, we, we, we've done a good job talking about the Ram game already. Let's transition a little bit into to mixing both games up. Obviously, there's only two games on Sunday. Um, I'm keeping the teaser trend. Thank, to my, thank you to my partner, Brad Thomas, who introduced <laughs> me to these great bets. Just so you know, Sonai, I was never a teaser guy. I was well, a straight okay. guy. Gotcha. And this, this gentleman above us, to that way. Um, <laughs> he uh, he uh, No, he introduced me to this, and it's a lot of fun to play with this. So when I'm looking at teasers, I'm looking at teams that I think can cover on their own. Right. Um, and then I just bring the lines down. So if I'm looking at the chiefs minus one, um, I do think this game may be a little bit closer than the, than the Rams game. So getting this down to minus one, it's essentially a pick them with the chiefs. They've been here before they've just conquered the best team. I mean, I think the bills were the second best team in the NFL. If the chiefs are the best team in the NFL yeah, I'm getting past Agreed. them. And also we talked about trying hard to beat a team three times in a season, It's hard to beat a team twice in a season, especially when that team is the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yes, the Bengals did get the best of them. I think in Week 17 it was. Um, But I do think they win this game. Uh, I don't want to say comfortably. I do think the seven points is a lot uh, for for Cincinnati, considering they're not scared. They've beaten this team, so they're not walking in with any fear. Um, and also, they have nothing to lose. They're one of the youngest teams in the NFL. They're in an AFC Championship game in year two of Joe Burrow's career. But bring this down to one, I feel a lot better about. Um, and then the Rams, I do think they're going to win outright. You're giving me two and a half in game. Last game went to overtime, Um yeah. So it's a little bit of buffer. Um, so Chiefs minus one, Rams plus two and a half, and it's less chalky than the George Kittle play. It's minus one thirty-four.
0: I think that you can make a strong case for teasing either of these games in either direction for you know anybody who's listening who's kind of new to gambling these are going to be the sharpest lines of the NFL season right and I think that when you tease them especially this week you have an opportunity to to find great value I think the the, the Chiefs win I think that you know, it's easy to play carefree. Um, and a lot of people are going to go back to saying the Bengals uh, beat the Chiefs last game. No one cared about that game on the Chiefs team. Not one single person. Um, if I, Without giving my play away, I think that there's going to be a lot of stalled drives for the Chiefs. Um, and it's good, I mean, for the Bengals. And it's going to be a lot of Chiefs action. So I'm just going to say I'm going to agree before I give my play away. <laughs> I like that. Shania, you have a play on the total. Um, Last week, week, the total in the Chiefs game was in major jeopardy. It started Mm -hmm. out so hot and then it went flat. And now I played the total and I played the alt total at 58 and a half. And I was sitting there almost ready to cry. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) fireworks happened in the last two minutes of the game. We hit the over. We hit both over. So which way are you leaning? Are you going over or under the 54 and a half?
1: I love the over. Now, one thing about last week and this is I learned this recently like like you said I'm not a big NFL person but what I learned is that Mahomes is clutch as hell. Yes. So when he's down like he will turn it into overdrive and make sure that he makes something happen. So I love this play because if the if the Chiefs don't ramp it up on their own and the Bengals are the ones who start scoring, Mahomes is going to come back and match them at least, yes. I feel. So um, even though you said nobody on the Chiefs cared about this last game, I, <laughs> I looked at those numbers, and they've only had two matchups, one in 2022 this season and then one in 2018, but both of those matchups, they hit over 54.5. Now, that one in 2018 was a very small margin. It was 55 points, but the the fact still remains that that is a trend, you know, yes, 2-0 and for that over. Um, so I do I do really like the over. And I think Burrow versus Mahomes is a, is a matchup of the minds. We're going to see some crazy passes. We're going to see a lot of running going on. I'm I'm excited to see this matchup in particular for sure. And that's another reason why I went with the over. It's hard for me to pick a money line. My heart says uh, the Bengals because they've never won a Super Bowl before. So I, I kind of get like that Milwaukee Bucks feel with them. <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, you have Mahomes who has all these accolades under his belt he's phenomenal only a year older than burrow but five years in this game like he's he's polishing himself up and even though he didn't look like himself mid-season you're starting to see more of that and maybe i don't know maybe he turns it up in in the playoffs you know
0: yeah no i i if i'm picking a side i'm definitely gonna pick the over um i mean this is just off the top of my head but i believe it's that last week made it seven seven straight overs for the Kansas City Chiefs, or is it six? Either or, like, why would you start fading that kind of trend, especially when you have when you have guys on both sides of the ball and Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase that can blow the top off the defense? Those are what we call free points, because even if you look at Jamar Chase last game, he had that really was a 51-yard catch. He didn't score a touchdown, but Evan McPherson, field goal. That's three points added to the tally, literally that's thirty seconds of points. That you know, it, those little points start to add up a lot. I, I like points here a lot.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you, it's no fun to bet the under. You know, no, you're no, you're cheering no. for them not to score. and we're gonna go with <laughs> touchdowns, we want them to score. We want them to yeah. you know blow it off the roof. So yeah, no, I'm liking I'm with You fun. guys,
2: these are these are two high powered offense with a lot of weapons on each side. And we're not just talking about your number one or even number two wide receivers. We're going down to your third and your tight end. I mean, we've giving out plays for guys like Byron Pringle, McCole Hartman, um, yeah. CJ Uzoma. Joe Mixon is a pro bowler <laughs> in his own right. So there's a lot of weaponry. And also defensively, not that intimidating. Teron Matthau, yeah. he uh, hasn't practiced all week with a concussion. Yeah. Outside of that, I mean, Melvin Ingram has gotten some good pressure, but Joe Burrow has been blitzed and sacked to no end for the last three weeks, and it has not stopped the Cincinnati Bengals. From scoring, so um, I I'm all over the over. Why would who the hell wants to watch not scoring?
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Last week i uh, I was sweating this uh, McPherson over three and a half field goals. I mean, over two and a half field goals, and it hit in the second quarter. How, how much of a sweat is that? Right, paid what plus three hundred. So this week I'm back with more McPhersons. So oh, I gave that on Twitter, not on on the podcast, but whatever. Neither here nor there. I have two field goal props for this game. The first one is Bengals over at least one field goal in the first quarter, plus 245. Okay, so this is hit in uh, the last three games for the Bengals. The Chiefs aren't really one of those teams that you're going to be kicking field goals against. But this is the playoffs. And one thing about the Bengals and that I really like about this number is the Bengals are going to come out hot. Their first drive, I believe, is going to end in a field goal or a touchdown. And we saw that the Bengals, especially in last game, were trying to get Joe Mixon involved a lot in the red zone. And the Kansas City Chiefs have one of the best red zone defenses against running backs. Not saying that I don't think Joe Mixon will find the end zone, but the value on this for a guy with the confidence of McPherson's is just way too much. And my second field goal prop, obviously I'm taking Bengals over one and a half made field goal. This is in the last six games. Um, The Bengals are doing so well at continuing drives, regardless of what happens. You said it earlier, Joe Burrow getting sacked, Joe Burrow getting pressure, but somehow drives are continuing. And when you have multiple opportunities in the red zone or in the gray zone, even because you have a kicker with a big leg, it gives you multiple opportunities to, to be okay with missing and not having to go for it on fourth and three. The Bengals aren't a team who get to the red zone and say, Man, we might not be back here again. We really need to try and get these seven points. They're like, oh, we'll take the points. I think they take the field goal on, on fourth and two last week. I was like, count it. Um, so that's, those are my two plays there. I will say this. This is a bet that uh, that I, I just call it a bonus a bet that I think you should put some money on. The Bengals to score in every quarter. It's uh, about plus 285. Um, I put a little bit of money on it. The Bengals have hit that number in every single game but one, when Burrow, Mixon, Chase, and was it Higgins all play together to score a point in every single quarter. It's like plus. I got it. I I locked it in a couple days ago. Plus two eighty five, bonus play.
1: Nice.
2: Awesome. All right, man. I kind of like that now. I wonder if I can parlay that. (laughs)
1: That is some juice right there. I'm trying to lock (laughs) it in there. Uh
2: All right, let's, let's let's wind this down on a yeah. nice Joe mixon place we're talking about all this offense but let's talk about some some chewing up the clock running the ball with Joe Mixon um, I'm on Joe Mixon his longest rush to be over 12 and a half yards it's minus 120 um, he's hit this in three of the last four games including the week 17 game against Kansas City um, I do think Cincinnati has to play to their advantages one of their advantages is They have a better run game and a better running back than the Kansas City Chiefs. If you want to go score for score with Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, God bless you. Good luck, man. But I don't see them being able to do that. Um, So you may want to try to control the clock a little bit. Feed Joe Mixon. If We look at last week, Josh Allen had 6.2 yards per carry. I think he only had 11 carries. I bet you if you asked them today, would you rather run the ball more against Kansas City instead of going score for score with them? I bet you they try to run the ball more. Maybe get Zach Moss involved, maybe Matt Breda. um, But instead they went score for score and it didn't work out in their favor. I think Joe mixon sees he had something like 12 carries in his first matchup uh, against Kansas City I think we see that number get up to 1415. they're gonna want to run the ball a little bit more establish the run and try to eliminate Melvin I saw Melvin Ingram throw a man with one arm a 350 <laughs> pound man he threw with one arm last week if you can limit the amount of times that Joe burrow gets destroyed by him um you should do so so over 12 and a half I was expecting this to be 13 and a half 14 and a half. Shocked considering how low it was and that he's already done it against Kansas City. And he's done it over three of the last four. So over 12 and a half for his
0: longest rush, minus 120. I think a lot of people uh, see the numbers from the Chiefs and they they kind of get that that just look at the box score kind of thing. Um, Chiefs only allowed, only allowed, uh, was it 1,500 rush yards all season. But people forget that the Chiefs have allowed fifteen hundred rushing yards on only three hundred and thirty rushing attempts. It's not like they just have this dominant rushing attack. I mean, rushing it, defense.
2: Yeah, you're playing from behind. That's the yeah. Reason why yeah. Give up so many that's, yards. That's because why I love catch- their play in, in, the, in Kansas City. You don't have the option.
1: So yeah.
2: That's I mean. If I had the if I had the ability to hit to place this bet to be happen in the first half just to juice the money i would do it. yeah i love You've this you gotta play. do it while the game is close you have to establish the run set the line of scrimmage um play with your strengths man joe mixon is a check mark in your favor when you yes. compare it to a daryl williams or a clyde Edwards-Helaire.
0: absolutely i love this play like I, I see this is why i love having a podcast with you because like this is the kind of stuff that i don't look for like i have these numbers memorized and i don't know what to do with them <laughs> Did you did you hit Jalen Suggs last night? By the way, Sonai, he texted me, is
2: that the magic game? And he's yeah. like, Who do you like? And I was like, It's a it's a back to back against the Clippers. Right. Clippers are on a back to back with a really good backcourt. But Jalen Suggs saw 30 plus minutes in the last three games. Mm-hmm. I think he had two threes really early. You played his PRA. Yeah, he did. And how did it play out?
0: The PRA died because Oh no. For some reason, Cole Anthony played the entire fourth quarter and played every minute but two minutes of the third quarter. I was like Oh no! It was, was, it died. He, was he looked so four. good.
2: He was two for four in the first half from three. I'm like, all right, he's gonna keep him on the court.
0: Right. Yeah, it looked so good. I was like, okay, he's not gonna play more. He, go, he was close. He, I think he he missed about like maybe two points rebound assist something like that. Sorry,
1: man. So it was why, worth the admission. Why the why the magic? Why the magic game?
0: Uh, I'm a magic fan. I live in Orlando.
1: Okay, and, nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's funny too because I I do the I have season tickets, but I do like the ticket. Bank where I pay them, and I can just pick whatever games I go to. Mm. And I haven't gone oh, so to game in like the two game two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I've gone like two weeks. So it was, I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go." I don't
2: know That's where you're true. from. I don't know where you're from, Sanaya. So I'm in I'm in Jersey. So my options are drive an hour and a half to Philly, which I'm not doing, right. or hop on the train and get to the Garden and pay two hundred dollars for nosebleeds, or <laughs> hop on the train and the subway and pay a hundred and fifty dollars for nosebleeds at Barclays. So what I, <laughs> I guess what. Um. What, what is your closest thing?
1: Oh man, I'm going to see uh the Grizzlies and the Jazz tomorrow night in
2: Memphis.
1: Um, yeah, I'm here in Memphis. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm so jealous. yeah. that's awesome.
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
2: Sorry to get sidetracked with NBA. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's let's, for another. That's for another show, another episode. That's that's another, another,
2: yeah, I talk John Morant all night, but oh yeah. yes, yeah. MVP. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's let's talk about our touchdown parlay real quick. Uh, <laughs> To start it off, whoever took Odell Beckham and Tyreek (laughs) Hill?
1: Let me give you my numbers for Odell because this blew my mind, right? Cool. So Odell, since joining the Rams, has played 10 games, gotten 60 targets, 37 receptions, 428 receiving yards, and six receiving touchdowns. Now we know OBJ is one of those people who likes the attention. He likes the media. He likes that. So what better place to do it than in the playoffs what better team to do it against than the 49ers you're trying to get to the super bowl bro if it's not this game it's going to be the super bowl he's going to get a touchdown between now and then but i love him for for these odds plus 135 you really can't beat that for obj nice and uh, i think i had Tariq hill too and yes. i'm i'm just kind of feeling like he's unstoppable you cannot stop him i don't have any stats uh, to back it up, as far as his past games, and I'm sure y'all may have something to rattle off for me, but he's one of those people. And I asked my partner, like, who do you like? He's instantly Tyreek Hill. I was yeah. like, okay, we'll go with it.
0: You have noticed a
2: little bit. I was having a fastest person on the field. In <laughs> <every mile>. um, <laughs> he can take a screen to the house. He can blow past the entire back of the defense, and and this this speaks to both of your plays. You get the hands into your playmakers when the games matter. Odell Beckham is your number two wide receiver, established himself behind Cooper Cup. There will be a lot of attention on Cooper Cup. You already mentioned he's frequent in the end zone. This is him saying, I should have never been in Cleveland. I'm about to go to the – I'm on my way to the Super Bowl with the L.A. Rams. Get me the ball. And then Tyreek Hill, we saw what he could do last week. Drop of the dime and he's gone. So um, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey – these are your big playmakers. You get them the ball early and often, especially in an important games. So I love these two. Um, I'm actually lo- I'm looking at I'm, I'm going in running backs. I like yes. running backs. I love Cam Akers. I talked about him earlier. He's plus one fifteen. Um, I think it's over on Caesars as your best odds. But he, um, I think he gets the ball. I think he becomes the difference maker. He would have scored last week if he did not fumble on the one yard line. Um, and then looking at Joe Mixon, we already talked about it. Um, He didn't score against Kansas City the first time, but he saw a lot of opportunities in the run game and in the pass game. I do think they established the run. And when they get inside that 10 to 15 yard range, um, start feeding Joe Mixon. We saw him score against Tennessee. So uh, give me Joe Mixon. Give me this. Give me Cam Akers. Give me the starting running backs for these two teams to get in the end zone.
0: Dude, I I literally love Mixon. um, and, And I was segueing this earlier like the Chiefs have only allowed what seven rushing touchdowns uh to running backs this season but the Chiefs are actually the running backs are targeted the fifth most when they play against the Chiefs in the entire NFL and especially in the red zone and we've seen that Joe Mixon has the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and take it to the house uh, inside the red zone which gives him even more value I love Love, love, love taking TD parlays on running backs who are a threat to catch the ball and also a threat to run the ball in. It gives you a little bit more extra value. Um, my my one is going to be Byron Pringle, and I've been on Byron Pringle uh, f- quite some time. Uh, he's been fun to fun to watch. And normally, you know, I would want this to be closer to like the plus two hundred number, but you kind of saw this um, a little bit through the season. I think it was about um, week like thirteen. Where, maybe week 12, where Mikael Hardman really, at the beginning of the season, it was Mikael Hardman who was going to run that slot role and be the guy. And as Byron Pringle started to step up, Mikael Hardman became more of that gadget play guy. And this is Byron Pringle's spot to lose. And, uh, excuse me, Patrick Mahomes trusts Pringle so much. Pringle has found the end zone in what, three straight games, uh, two touchdowns, uh, three touchdowns in two games? He's getting targeted. He's getting the snap volume. And at plus 185, this is a good little booster to the parlay. So I'll go over the entire parlay for everyone. Odds parlayed on FanDuel Sportsbook. That's Odell Beckham, Tyreek Hill, Cam Akers, Joe Mixon, Byron Pringle. 25 bucks to win 1400 Man, that was fun. That was so fun. Guys, if you are watching this on YouTube uh, press the subscribe button if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify. First, rate the podcast, and then like and follow the podcast. It's been a blast, Shania. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. You guys can follow Shania uh, yeah. on Twitter at Shania X, and uh, mm-hmm. you can follow Bobby at PropHoliday Two Ls, and me at Mr. Brad Thomas. Any parting words, guys? I'll let you guys have the floor before we close it out.
1: Listen, can I ask y'all a question? Yes. So I've read that the 49ers coach, Kyle Shanahan, is 6-0 against the Rams. How do y'all feel about that?
0: I, I, I'll let Bobby go first since he's a fan, <laughs> and then I'll tell you what I say. Um, he,
2: they, him and McVay came up together. I'll keep this short. Him and McVay came up together. They do have a similar outlook on offenses, but have run them completely different. If I look at the last three losses, they've all been decided within the last minute of the game. Gotcha. Good teams win those games. When you talk about coin flips, how many times can you win close games and coin flips? I don't think it's going to happen. One, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. But especially when you win those games, they're never blowouts. How many close games can you win against the same team? Um, I think the deciding factor is going to be Matt Stafford being better than Jimmy Garoppolo. So, yeah, that's what I think it is a homer pick with facts behind it.
0: I'm going to say, I'm going to take it to a college football level because you guys know I'm a Bama guy. And there was a saying that no uh, assistant had ever beaten Nick Saban. It happened twice this year, and it happened in the national championship. And the reason stats like that go to die in big games is because the better teams normally win. And I think the Rams are a better team. There's so many trends that we can find that just get dispelled in the playoffs, especially in big moments. Um, I think the better team wins this game
1: okay perfect see i needed i needed my argument when people ask me why i'm <laughs> going with the rams and i just got
0: it like, <laughs> no i yeah, appreciate but, that but th-
1: thank y'all for inviting me i'm having a blast yes this is
0: we
2: got to do, do an nba party whenever you're ready we'll make, a, we'll make a backcourt blitz
0: <laughs> or <something>. yeah back <laughs> backcourt buzzer beater or something
1: <laughs> let's do it whenever y'all are ready i'm ready
0: Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Best of luck, Bobby, man. I'm rooting for the Rams. Take care. Let's go, Rams.